Welcome back to episode three of the Politically Charged podcast. Today I'm joined with Sydney from Ohio. Want to say hi? Hello, I'm Sydney. Um, I am a socialist from Ohio. Um, that's pretty much all about me. I, I'm not a very interesting person, I'll be honest. Uh, I met Sydney well, playing and ironically playing a political game in that Discord, and you know she's a pretty cool person. Um, I agree with a lot of her beliefs. I would like to say she's probably a little more on the left side than I am. I consider myself a leftist Democrat for the most part. Like, I, I have a lot of mixed um, mixed views with a lot of things, but you know, it, a, a little bit of spice everywhere is not too bad. Um, so, a, being a socialist from Ohio, how how is that really? Because I don't think I've really ever met anybody who really consider themselves on the left side of the spectrum from Ohio. Um, well, you know, I, it's funny because a lot of my, like, neighbors and shit are like, um, am I allowed to swear? Yes, I, I yes you swear. are. Okay. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, a lot of my neighbors are like, like Trump supporters. Like, the, okay, so we, I used to live right next door to the house that I currently live in. And the people we bought the house from had like Trump signs in their yard and stuff. And I was like, hmm, I don't as soon as we move in these are like leaving right like we're getting rid of these like we're burning these right like um a couple houses down like all of them trump supporters it's ridiculous i only had i have only seen one biden kamala or biden harris sorry um sign anywhere within my neighborhood and unsurprisingly it was the only sign that was down after a storm uh, a couple months ago. Jeez, I, that, um, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's not fun per se, but I I also I work for Starbucks, so a lot of my coworkers are left leaning. I wouldn't say they're like leftists, but I would say they're left leaning. Yeah. Well, I've I've wore my I have a Biden mask and hat. I got them during the campaign i don't wear them now because i'm not a conceited twat who needs to rub it into everybody's face and wear a politician's merchandise for four years um (laughs) i would get compliments every time i go in and they're all agreeing with me i don't think i've actually really had anybody disagree with me like i'll get dirty looks once in a while but that's when i go into you know hardware stores and stuff the places where you expect them yeah in my town, so I live in southern Minnesota, Minnesota District 1. I say that a lot because, like, I I really want my district district to flip. Our current governor is actually was past congressman for this district, and he resigned to go become governor. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Republicans picked up this seat um, when he did that, leaving us. Was he like a was he like a a, a center type Democrat? He was a fairly liberal. He's a fairly liberal Democrat, actually. Um, a lot of people hate him. His name is Tim Waltz. And, you know, if if you don't have a lot of people hating you, you're not doing politics right, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. Fair I, th- enough. I think he's done a pretty good job. And he has handled the pandemic about as well as you could. But, of course, he's going to be catching flack from the right wing. There's surprisingly a large number 
of Republicans in Minnesota. You see us and we're like a shining blue state, have been for many years. Last time we voted red was for Nixon's first term, and we haven't voted red since. You learned your lesson, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really nervous about this year because I live in, since I live in a red district, my my county actually voted red in 2016. This um, this past election, we voted, we flipped blue. We voted Biden, so did the county above us. And it's fit, it's split fairly down the middle for us, too. It's really weird, but because of our cities, the Twin Cities, it mm. is that definitely helps us out a lot because they they carry our state just kind of like Atlanta did to Georgia Atlanta carried that state and oh yeah sometimes it's all you need and you know that's okay but and some people will say like that's a bad thing i i don't think that's a bad thing <laughs> i don't either like, people chose to live there you can choose to live there if you want you choose where you live for the most part like if and you vote for who you want to vote that's why i also don't agree with the electoral college though because then it in like blue states like california or like republicans might think their vote doesn't matter or red states like wyoming democrats may not think their vote matters because they're not ever going to flip the vote right which that that's a big reason why the electoral college needs to go but that's probably never going to happen i mean way back when maybe the electoral college was like important but you also got to remember a lot where it came from a large portion of why we still have it today was because of the south throwing a fit back around like back before the civil war about that whole ordeal but yeah i i think i think a a more direct approach to especially presidential elections uh mm -hmm. it, could, it could be feasible i mean we have local governments for a reason right um yeah. I don't think it's uh, impossible for even a country this big to do it. I think it just would rely more on integrity at the at the local and state levels um, in terms of counting. Yeah, well, it's like a country like Russia. They, even though I don't trust their elections one fucking bit, like they're all rigged from <laughs> they're all rigged in general. I so it's probably a pretty piss poor example, but they still do popular vote. They're able to gather all of their votes, but you know, no, no one besides Putin's going to win that election. Oh but no, that's still a, it's still a great. Or Canada would probably be a better example. <laughs> <laughs> a country about our size. Well, they, they're in in terms of population. Yeah, in terms of population, they are significantly smaller than us, but about three hundred million. Yeah, well. Canada's at 300 million? No, we, oh, we, are. we are. I was we going to say, more. that does not sound right. Um, Canadian population is about 37, 37 million. million. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, they're still able to go from all the way from Halifax to whatever big cities on the far left of their country. I, I, I know Halifax, <laughs> Ottawa, and that's about it. Um, but they're still able to collect all of those votes, and yeah. so are we. Like we collect all of the everybody's vote in the popular vote, but we still go by an electoral college. Which uh, I'm sure you already know this, but I'm, I'm sure there are people listening that don't. But the electoral college isn't actually be held to uh, the votes. Um, 
there there have been times in America's history where electors in the electoral college have gone against and the, I, I think they're called disingenuous electors or something like that, but they have gone against the state's wishes and have voted for the opposite candidate. The 2000 election? Mm-hmm. Al Gore should have won that election. He would have oh, been, absolutely. He would have been better suited to handle 9-11. And I've, the country would be a very different situation today if Al Gore was president, even for just four years. I agree. I, I, I've also I, I heard a, a very interesting story. Um, about 9-11 from uh, a previous director of Homeland Security. Feel free to share. Um, he So I, I was a part of this program called Envision. It's where a bunch of like 16, 17-year-olds pay an extraordinary amount of money that I didn't have. And I'd also like to thank um, publicly, because I have been thinking about this recently. I need to look up what her name is, because I haven't about her in a while. Uh, in one sec, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're fine. My representative, uh, Marcy Kaptur, actually helped me pay for that. Uh, so she's very awesome. She's a uh, Democrat House of Representatives member, um, and I love her to death. And if I ever run for representative of my district, I would hate to run against her because I probably wouldn't have the heart. Um, but basically all these like 16, 17 year olds pay a lot of money to go to Washington and, uh, we got to go to like Capitol Hill. We went inside, um, the Senate building. So by the way, legally, legally, I have been inside, uh, the Capitol. (laughs) That's awesome. I would like to go there someday. And I do have plans to try, like, I want to go to college for political sciences and actually run for representative of my district. So one day I might be there. It's 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 beautiful in there. I'll be honest. As someone who uh, loves architecture, uh, it is very beautiful. But um, we had uh, like uh, a bunch of speakers, and one of them was a previous director of Homeland Security. Um, and he basically told us the story about how uh, there's a saying within the department that uh, uh, George Bush did not have a belly button. Basically, what that means is when you're playing basketball, you're told to focus on the center of the person who has the ball or whoever you're playing defense against. Uh, that way you can like watch their movements in your peripherals very easily. Um, and the reason that he says that George Bush failed so catastrophically with uh, 9-11 was because on the plane... George Bush had uh, information coming from the FBI, the CIA, local governances, um, state governances, all this shit. Um, And he couldn't discern what was true, what wasn't true, what he needed to react to more quickly, what he didn't need to react to more quickly. And that's why the department was was enacted, because uh, during that time of crisis, there was no like central focal point for him to get information from. Uh, George Bush wasn't the smartest person either like no absolutely not i'm not trying to defend george bush whatsoever no there's i I want to say there's no defense for that man he was a puppet used by dick cheney that's what it came down to and there was so many better people that could have been in his position and 
the country Absolutely. had it, the country didn't even fucking choose him. He didn't win the popular vote the first time. The only reason he won the popular vote the second time is because he started a goddamn war that we're still in. Still in, yeah. And then Obama gets blamed for this fucking war, even though Obama won't be president for another what? 7 years? Like mm-hmm. It's Well, the extent of it fair, is Obama did continue it. Obama did continue it, but he he picked it up in a position where he didn't really have the authority to not go th- like continue with it. They weren't they didn't ask us to leave. They didn't Iraq didn't ask us to leave their country until the Trump administration until like year two, I want to say. And we we decided to stay anyway. They want us out now, which is why I'm I'm holding hope. I really hope Biden pulls us out of the Middle East. He said he would. I trust that. He's a military family, first off, which is why I believe, which is why I believe him for this. He's been to the Middle East um, to visit troops there when he was a senator with John McCain. Mm-hmm. He, they're, they're a couple of the only senators to go over there in political positions to visit the troops. He pushed for safer um, vehicles and stuff for the troops in the Middle East which is why I believe he'll do the right thing and pull them out. And if he doesn't, I will criticize him. Like, I may have supported him through the primaries, but it doesn't mean he's invincible to criticism. Right. Like, I will never hear a Trump support. I've never heard a Trump supporter criticize Trump. And I will... There are Republicans <laughs> that have criticized Trump, but not, like, not Trump supporters. Exactly. Like, um, the... Republicans who voted to impeach him, the five senators this last time, one of them said he is fully ready to kill his political career if it means that this man gets um, punished. Which... Very brave of him. Oh yeah, it's brave of all five senators. Have you seen the flack Mitt Romney has been getting? It's just kind of crazy to me that they're getting flack for it. Because like, alright, I get... America is very much a, you're either in this camp or that camp. And if you don't support the people in your camp, you'll get kicked out of the camp. I get that. But when you get someone like Donald Trump, who incited a riot at Capitol Hill, and unapologetically did not concede the election. Has he, has he even conceded the election yet? The closest thing we got to him was his first letter saying from the from the office of the former president Donald Trump. That is the closest thing we've gotten. So he hasn't even like he never even conceded the election properly. Not really. No. Uh, like you get someone like that who you're trying to to impeach. Someone who even the absolute ghoul that is uh why am I blanking on his name? Former former uh, Senate Senate Minority Leader. Mm. Uh, McConnell? What? Yeah, Senate Minority Leader McConnell. I like saying that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's definitely... You know, Senate Minority Leader Turtle also works. True. But yeah, that man's an absolute ghoul. But at least he, like, will admit, yeah, no. Well, Donald Trump is not, is not good. We need to impeach him. That's the, what... The, like, that... But the thing is, he didn't vote to go through with the impeachment. Did he not? No, he's not one of the five. He said it's too late now and unconstitutional to do it. Did he? Yeah. Mitt Romney had to stand up and say, no, this is constitutional. 
we, we are in our full right to do this. So wasn't, it's wasn't McConnell the one who was like, like asking to wait until after his term? Mm-hmm. All right. Never mind. I take back anything good that I've ever said about McConnell, which is like one thing, and I just <laughs> said it. <laughs> there, there's not many redeemable qualities for McConnell. In fact, I can't oh, think of one. Um, he's a spineless bastard who shouldn't be in office. It is. It's, it's. He doesn't even live in. He doesn't even live in the state that he represents. No. I. When's the last time he was there? I don't think he's ever been there. Mind I don't you, think he knows what he represents. Like who he represents. I don't think he's ever been there. 10 of the poorest counties in the country, not like not in just a section or anything, not in just a state, 10 of the poorest the counties yeah. in the entire country are in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Like, and then they're, they're going to continue to vote for him. He has a net worth of over $100 million. And they still vote for him. It's crazy. Well, and that's what I don't, I don't really get like these people from these southern states these typically red states they have so many opportunities to be radicalized into not just not even just socialism like leftism in general like progressivism maybe not social progressivism but economic progressivism and they they still hold fast despite being so fucked over economically by these republicans they still hold fast to their support for these republicans i don't i don't understand it do their do their their social policies just like supersede any economic policies that they might have like are they just that like socially regressive in these states that they 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 put aside any sort of economic progressivism like i don't get it 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 makes no sense to me and you know, the biggest thing, too, is a lot of these red senators are rich as fuck. Like, yeah, they're rich Democrats, but they've either... Yeah, they've senators either senators are rich. Yeah, but they've the, the rich Democrats have either been in for a really long time or um, amassed their wealth through, you know, a way of inheritance or actual honest business work. The way McConnell has raised his wealth is by accepting money that is donated to him or embezzling from campaigns and shit like that. Stuff like that has been proven to be true. Like, the Trump family embezzled money from their campaign into their personal bank account. Yes. And... Well, like I, would, you, I would like to... I would just like to comment on... You said that legitimate business deals are how many Democrats got their uh, their wealth, which is just... It's not true. Um, super PACs are mainly how they got their wealth. Yeah. Um, no, like, before they go into... Um, office. In the office. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that, man. Like Kelly Loeffler, she was a multi-hundred oh. millionaire before she. Well, even she went. married into that wealth. She also won a lottery. <laughs> did she really? Yeah, I'm fair. From what I saw, she did. But because I know, I know she married the CEO of some company. Yeah, and it, and you know and he resigned. I, I get that it wouldn't be a problem if she didn't, you know, flaunt her wealth. Like, and yeah, and then she literally bought her seat in the Senate. She was never an elected official. Yeah, no, she was. She 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 purchased her seat. She uh she was uh oh Jesus, what happened? I forget exactly what happened to the person who who held the seat before her, but um, the governor was to appoint someone to that Senate seat until the next election cycle, and she bribed him to get that seat. Um, 
and had never run an election campaign before nothing nothing like that which is why she kept focusing on that radical liberal raphael warnock bullshit yeah which is why she lost she's also racist she made a billion dollars over the course of the past year because she used insider information from the senate to sell off stocks that she knew would plummet mind you um mind you she her, her and purdue both invested in body bag stocks Oh, holy shit. Be- in January, before COVID hit the U.S. officially, they invested That's terrible. In, yeah, that was disclosed. And, you know, I searched up and it, John Ossoff's um, net worth is unknown, but it's estimated to be anywhere between 2.3 to f- 15.8 million. Which, I'm sorry, you, sa- you said John Ossoff's net, net worth is 19.8 million? No, um, it's estimated to be between 2.3 to 15.8 john osoff oh, okay i'm sorry which, my internet my internet cut out for a second but oh, no, you're fine it, which is significantly different than kelly loffler with a lot of money or purdue Let's see what's purdue purdue is 13 billion dollars holy shit that that can't be right oh um is this the right purdue because <laughs> i know there's a few different ones in the world um yeah like purdue college i don't know david purdue that was his name right yeah oh yeah. it's 15.8 million okay that makes sense <laughs> he's still one of the wealthiest members of senate how did they lose 200 million dollars i remember reading that story you know there, there's they also have a tendency like um so this the representative in my district jim hagedorn uh lost like 200 million dollars that he inherited from his dad (laughs) he's also worked in government his entire life he was in um the treasury for the longest time and then he went to being representative of my state or my district and it really pisses me off i really liked his opponent dan feehan the democrat who ran who is pretty much a socialist but or maybe even farther left than a socialist honestly he was an amazing person he was a combat veteran he's a teacher he lives it he actually lives here um hasn't worked in government the the closest thing he did to working in government was being in the army which is still it's working for government but that's a lot more respectable than working in the treasury and being a draft dodger Mm. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree there. I, I have... Uh, I, I, I say that because, um, with in Jim Hagedorn's case anyway, because Hagedorn got his job in the Treasury through his dad, who also worked in government. Okay. See, under that circumstance, I can, I can sort of agree. Yeah, like, it, government positions are respectable jobs, unless you gain them in ways that you shouldn't be. Like, if your dad gets you your spot in government, I really don't think you deserve it too much if you're if you're not qualified to be working there that's true like uh donald trump jr yeah like biden said he's none of his family are going to be working in government positions while he's president as it should be yes absolutely well hunter can't i don't think i think there's too much surrounding hunter right now for him to hold any sort of public official office I don't think he would either way, though. I don't think Biden no, would either way. No, absolutely not. I don't think. I don't think so either. 
Yeah. I'm just saying, like, even if they wanted to. And then, and so going back to the house, though, we have a lot of we've we've seen a few crazy people, like, step up recently, like, um, uh, what's her fucking name, Lauren Bobbert, and um, Majory Green Taylor, Majory Taylor oh, Green. God. Those two are fucking insane, and there's a that huge. That woman is a psychopath. There is a huge, ever-growing list of Democratic primary candidates for the Colorado District 3 um, race. And right now, the biggest one that just entered was Carrie Donovan, state senator for Colorado, is now running for representative of District 3 against Lauren Bobbert, which she... I, I believe she has what it takes, for sure. She has a name established already. She... Uh, or the Democratic candidate lost by, I think it was like 30,000 votes to Lauren Bobbert. You put in okay. somebody who actually has a following already, who has a name. Yeah. There's a good chance that they're going to take that seat. There's, I've seen at least four people in the um, Democratic primary for 2022 there. Um, I haven't seen anything going on with Georgia's 14th district, with Green's district, which... Is disappointing. We need people to take her seat. She is a huge threat right now. She's turning the GOP into QOP, like her and Lauren Bobbert. They're they're genuinely like okay. So I I I, I came across um, a video from from Marjorie Taylor Greene, or whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I came across a video of hers on Twitter. Um, and I had no idea who she was. I had never heard of her before. Uh, I didn't even know that she was a representative until I saw this video. Um, and she has said some vile racist shit before. Like, I'm trying to find, trying to find it now, but like, just shit like, um, like blaming gang violence on people who have been brought into gangs I've, rather than blaming it on the societal effects that have or the societal policies that have uh encouraged gang violence um like talking that. about education like yeah like talking about education as if uh the republican party isn't the party that has been trying to defund education and fund the military more like that, the, shit like that just rubs me the wrong way. Oh, here it is. Oh, an hour ago, a U.S. representative just passed away. Oh, really? Don Wright of Texas. He was a Republican. He contracted COVID nineteen, and he has a history of lung cancer. All right, I hate to. Oh, you cut out there. I hate to I hate to say it, but honestly, I can't feel bad for Republicans who die of COVID. You see, I I I can to an extent because in the end of the day, they're still a human being. They still have a family. Like I'm always going to hold compassion for human life, and even if you're a shitty human being, with very 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 few exceptions to this, I will still feel bad for you and your family when if if they pass away. And except for like men like Donald Trump, I would give 
less fucks about because nobody cares about him. His family doesn't even like him. Uh, it's still it's it's still a shame to see, especially since because we're having to put in laws in Congress that you have to wear a mask. Yeah. So it's like, I, yeah, I just after after everything that the Republican Party has done, I understand that they have families, uh, and I I. I don't I don't think that the person specifically should like be dying of covid. Like I don't think like I'm not targeting specific people yeah. and like I get what you're saying. But I just think it's very ironic when someone who is from the party that has been uh that has been advocating against health standards yeah and things like that dies well, of the thing that the health standards could have prevented. Like you go down to Iowa and they just lifted every single COVID restrictions. Masks are no longer required. You're no longer required to socially distance. Businesses are allowed to open as usual. Like, we're going to see a rise of cases in Iowa. It's going to be a very small rise because it's not a very big state. But it's still crazy to think about. And out of all the states in America right now, Iowa's the least crazy aside from their COVID stance now, like none of, none of their, I, I want to say two representatives. I think they have two, um, voted to overturn the election. They voted, they voted for Biden. Now you go to Minnesota and we had two, two representatives vote, uh, to overturn the election. One of them being Jim Hagedorn. Oh, Jesus. It's, I, I, it's, there's a lot of reasons I really want him out. He's also, um, under federal investigation for making millions of taxpayers' dollars disappear. So there's there's that thing. He's and in two years in in the uh, in office, he spent more money than any other representative. So, I just I don't understand. I don't understand how how Republicans can get away with this shit. Like, they just. And, I, and and I'm sure that there are a lot of uh, Democrats who do this as well. Yeah, but when the but, Democrats do it, a lot of the voters see it and say, "Hey, let's change this." They the Republicans yeah. the Republicans play off of uneducated stupidity. Like, there's a lot of people I know who are educated who have voted Republican, and I don't understand how. Like, there's one person I remember hated Trump, absolutely hated him. Wished she didn't have to vote for him. She truly thought she had to vote for him because she's a one-issue voter. What? Taxes. What oh, my good God. That's because insane. she saw... So she lost her house in the housing crisis. Or her family lost their farm in the housing crisis. And they blame it on Obamacare for raising Obama raising taxes for that. That's not why you lost your farm. Nope. It was Bush's housing crisis. Like, the housing crisis wasn't caused by Obama. It was spillover from the Bush era. Yes. The 2008 housing market crash was spillover from the Bush era. Um, and then um, also, I'd like to point out that, you know, big businesses and banks and everything got a bunch of, uh, bunch of like, loans that they didn't have to pay back from the government. Just basically free cash from the government. And the American people got zilch. Nada. Nothing. Just like how during the beginning of the COVID pandemic, um, the stock market 
just magically got like a trillion a trillion dollars just forced right into it um and the american people got zilch nada until they decided we'll send some people twelve hundred dollars um not everyone got twelve hundred dollars people who needed the twelve hundred dollars did not get twelve hundred dollars and then it took them another what six seven months before they were willing to even pass another bill that would give the american people six hundred dollars because that's all we're worth right we're only worth eighteen hundred dollars i um this whole stimulus package thing is really pissing me off because people are blaming biden for it a lot of it is right now it's up to the senate and the republicans are blocking it because of the fucking filibuster and they're they're blocking this next check people don't see that so they're blaming biden and i blame biden because he said two hundred dollar two thousand dollar checks would be going out the door once we won georgia and then he said actually we meant fourteen hundred dollar checks that's well, my problem. That 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 is a problem, and I get that. And you know, I this might sound like me justifying it, but we got six hundred dollars. The idea was two um, k, so they're giving us the rest of the two thousand dollars. And I'm pretty sure the idea on the table right now too is two um, k every month until this is over. But I mean, that should be retroactive too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, that should be retroactive for the past year, because I was out of a job. Um, from, I want to say March until October, and I still had bills to pay. Yeah, and I I was I was lucky to the point where I didn't my job having a job for me wasn't necessary, but it still helped a lot. And I was fired due to COVID reasons, and it was bullshit. And then I got denied unemployment. Yeah, and- I I I wasn't able to even apply for unemployment because they. A, every time I called, they would tell me to call back later for my unemployment office. And B, when I went online to apply, they would say, hmm, we don't know who you are. It's bullshit. They, they just flat out told me I'm getting zero dollars for it. Like, it was more of the backhanded this. You, by what we see, you will receive zero dollars for unemployment. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you, fuck you. Well, are you are you um, a dependent still? I'm assuming so. Yeah, for the most part, I am. But most of the time, when you're a dependent, you wouldn't be getting unemployment benefits anyway. Um, actually, because of a law passed, unemployment was changed to if you're still in high school and under 18, you were fired due to covid reasons you can get unemployment Hmm. and that was changed in march of last year i did not i did not know that yeah i did a little research before i applied and you know i it would really help now especially since you know next month my life is going to change a lot so this it, it would shit like that and I, I like this string I saw, this thread I saw on Twitter was rich people less likely to spend their stimulus checks. Like, no fucking shit. Yeah, no, they, no, I had no idea. That's so crazy. Yeah. No, I think what should happen is everybody making under $150,000 a year should receive $2,000 stimulus checks every month. Everybody making over $150,000 a year shouldn't receive shit. Like, that, I think I, I, I honestly, I think I'm not a big fan of UBI, but 
I think that until we get uh, a, a, a Congress that will pass laws that will uh, address the, the like, root of why the cost of living is so high in this country, instead of just ignoring it, I think we need UBI until that until that's a thing because cost of living in america is way too damn high it's even the even the minimum wage raise is not enough no it's not but right now we and the problem with it is too i this is what i'm seeing we raise it 15 now it's not that 15 dollars is not going to take effect until i want to say around 2026 because you can't just boom raise it to 15 dollars an hour right that will crash the economy and that's what people are saying like oh it's going to crash the economy no, not if the bill is written correctly. Cause, Which it will be. <laughs> yeah. there We have over 100 people ready to get this shit done. And, like, combined with the Senate and the House. And th- this is the way I see it, too. You can always go back and adjust it more. So, we set it as 15 now. We can change that to 20 down the line before it hits yeah. that 15 mark. Because it should be raising with with inflation every two years anyway. Yeah, but it's not going. It hasn't been the. When when's the last time the minimum wage changed? Like federally. Yeah. Like it, from what I remember, it wasn't recent, or as recent as it should have been. But and then you have people. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay, it's a lot more recent than I thought it would be. Yeah, I thought it was probably nineties. But that's still. And what did it change from seven dollars to ten dollars? It's no. It, it changed from six fifty five to seven twenty five. That's still fucking nothing. Yeah, no. Federal minimum wage has never been ten dollars. I forget. It's state minimum wage. Yeah, state minimum wages are normally higher. My state's minimum wage is like I think eight fifty right now. Mine is ten dollars. I only I only know it's ten dollars because that's I was being paid by the state, so I was making ten dollars an hour. Um. Oh no, sorry, it's eight eighty now. That's still fucking nothing. Yeah, uh, Mike, the Starbucks is is slowly raising uh, to to 15 we we start we started with 10 i think and i went to 1050 within my first two months of working there then i think we're going to be doing another raise within the next either six months or a lot of these large companies have come out and said they are fine with 15 dollar minimum wage like mcdonald's recently said they are more than happy with a 15 dollar minimum wage the, the 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 current CEO of Walmart was like, please, no, raise the raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars. We want this. That's because they actually want people to fucking work there. <laughs> it's... Well, not only that, not only that, but it, I mean, there's also the 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 capitalist reason for it, where they want to uh, sort of outpace small businesses because small businesses sometimes they can't afford the fifteen dollar minimum wage. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, well, that the... that's why there's um. Like, small text in place saying if your company makes X amount of dollars a year, you are able to, you're allowed to pay your workers this instead of this. There, those, those buffers are in place. I feel like, I feel like small businesses should then be subsidized if they can't. So I feel like the small business should be subsidized for, like, if they can't afford to pay $15, but they can afford to pay 12 I think that extra three should be subsidized from the government. 
There, I don't there, know if that's just me, but there's there's a lot of different ways that this could go about. I want to wait. I want to right now wait it out to see how it goes before it's talked about even more because right now this is a lot of just in the air. The biggest thing oh, yeah. is these is the 2022 election that is going to hopefully help us more. We I know Pennsylvania is doing a senate, senatorial election which is huge. That that that's huge cuz we can flip them. Yeah. That 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 is something that has been shown that we we can do. We already did that. We flipped them in the general. Can we keep that momentum? Is the real question. Can we keep the can we it may not have been a blue late blue wave like everybody wanted, but when you look at how close a lot of these votes were, like in Texas, it I have a picture on my phone of Texas, Alabama, and Florida being blue for a little bit on election night. Now obviously of what, being blue? Florida? Florida. Yeah, I, I saw I, that. I had a picture of Florida, Texas, and Alabama all being blue for a little bit. But you go through and look at how many people um, voted in every state. They're very, very close. Texas was very yeah. close. And Texas was purple for a long time during the election. Oh, yeah. I th- I actually thought we were going to do it. Unfortunately, not this year. But if I think I think if. If uh, I hate to say it, but I think if Beto O'Rourke was was the candidate, we could have flipped it. I think if Biden had his chance to do his Houston rally before the election, we probably would have yeah, had a better chance. They, you know, but then, him. yeah, they decided to attack his fucking convoy, his campaign. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And then they got away with it. Yep, absolutely. Because why wouldn't they? And to, you know, make things even even better for us now, um, next, in 2024, our, the Electoral College is changing a lot. Is it? Yeah. Um, this, the minor changes are California is going down to 54, Oregon's going up to 8, Arizona's going up to 12, Colorado's going up to 10, Minnesota's going down to 9, Montana's going up to 4. Um, Ohio is going to 17, Pennsylvania 19, New York 28. Um, pretty sure Alabama is either either getting or taking. They're going to be at eight. Yeah, they're taking one away from Alabama. It's at eight. Um, the, these are estimated, by the way. These are not set in stone. This is what right. 270 is saying. Um, that these are the estimated after the census, which this probably would have been the electoral map this year if the census completed but it didn't um because of because of you know who yeah Yeah. Uh, florida is going to 31 and a big one is texas is going to 41 oh illinois is also going down to 20 or 19 so these are mainly like states are lowering yeah a lot of states are lowering but um colorado is receiving another oregon's receiving another Texas is receiving a few. Uh, one that surprised me was Montana receiving one. Like, who's moving to Montana? <laughs> I know one person who lives in Montana, and that's because they're my family. That's a little worrying, though, right? Like, these are a lot of Republican states gaining well vote. Big ones too are the Florida and Texas. Those Texas, I can see being a, a um, flip state soon. I can see that them flipping. And 
a swing state, and I, Florida I, and Arizona are Florida and Arizona are swing states. So, those Florida are has been very like hardline red for the past couple elections, though. The past couple elections, remember though, they voted for Obama two times. So it it, it goes back and forth. We just need if we get somebody with a strong um, Latino background, I like AOC. If she ever wins, I or runs, I could see her winning Florida because of her Latino background. Possibly, yeah. Because a I lot think, of Latinos live there. Win. Yeah, I I would love to see AOC run. I would love to see her be in the Senate before running for president personally. But that, that's just me personally. I also wouldn't mind seeing Pete Buttigieg run for president again. I think Andrew I Yang. Know. Uh, I, I like both of them. I th- I think um, I think if uh, if if AOC were to run for Kirsten Gillibrand's seat in New York, she would easily win it. Um, I don't think I don't think that uh, that Gillibrand has the uh, the popularity that AOC does. She just to... has the party behind her. Yeah, I don't think she has the popularity to platform a campaign against AOC. Exactly. AOC has a large standing already. And, by the way, if we were to use this estimated 2024 electoral um, college in the 2020 election, it would have been a lot closer, or not a lot closer, it would have been a little different, where Biden would have won with 302 and Trump with 236 as opposed to the 306 to 232. I think that's Don't right. like that. So it's it's being it's being flipped a lot around. You know, you go back to norm like how normal things would go and mm-hmm. it's going to be a, looking in the future it's going to be a lot harder for Democrats if we can manage to keep Arizona Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin at the least. We'll still be winning, but barely. We lose. We can afford to lose Arizona, and that would still leave us with 274, which you only need 270, but... Right. As, as we've seen, though, it's not hard to flip Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Yeah. Which um, will hurt <laughs> if that happens again. So... Apparently, Chuck Schumer is, like, cozying up to AOC. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me either, but it, it, um, it does, it it does, uh, fill me with a bit of joy because it could mean that my prediction of, uh, of AOC taking Gillibrand's seat might be true. Oh, yeah. That would be great to see. I would love to see AOC in the Senate. We need another strong far liberal voice in the senate oh absolutely uh, well i mean aoc is borderline socialist but i yeah. see what you're saying <laughs> well she's a liberal bernie's a liberal uh, uh bernie is a lot socialist liberal i use those interchangeably as sort of the same thing liberals I, are are i think when you say liberal i think i think biden um i think biden's um, not a liberal he's, biden's a democrat he's not a liberal the, but there, there's. I mean, most Democrats are liberal. Yeah. Um, um. But there's a difference between leftists and liberals. Sanders is a leftist. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is a leftist. 
um i i see leftist, <laughs> leftists um from what i've seen as a definition are people who are democrats primarily vote blue um go with progression are also gun supporting and more extremist democratic views like supporting antifa and stuff technically um Which, leftist leftists are people who would really really rather not vote democratic but have to given the two-party system yeah i i well aoc is giving could be giving us that option in the future to vote truly leftist with who we want yeah oh yeah and, and like i consider myself a leftist because i i support antifa that you can't name them a terrorist organization because it's an ideology. It's like a religion, not not right. to that extreme though. No, but it's, it is definitely an ideology. There has yeah. never been like like local local like chapters of Antifa, quote unquote. Sure, whatever. But as like a large national thing, absolutely not. Exactly. They are not a national organization whatsoever. The closest thing you could have ever gotten to a national organization of Antifa was in Spain in 1936 when the Spanish Civil War was going on because then the Rojos were technically Antifa. I mean, Antifa just means anti-fascism, which I don't it's see ideology. why I don't see why you would want to be anti-fascist cuz Hitler or was you a mean fascist. Anti-fascist? Yeah, that's what I meant. I, I don't know why you would want to be pro-fascism. That's a better way to put it. Um, like, I and I support a lot of leftist ideology too. Like, I'm okay with guns. I support the Second Amendment, um, which is an unpopular opinion. I want to say on the left side, yeah. But I I don't defend them with my life though. Like, if assault rifles get banned, so fucking what? I think instead of banning assault rifles we need to reform the atf ban assault military style weaponry and it's because like i there's a story i heard this this guy whose father whose grandfather loves hunting his shoulder out of whack cannot or like it, it, <laughs> you know what i meant there yeah. his shoulder not good <laughs> it can't yeah, can't know. support the kickback of a standard hunting rifle like a 3030 or a shotgun so he has right. he has to use an assault rifle style stock so it can you know compress into his shoulder not put so much pressure on it so he can still fire his rifle right. to hunt and i think there should be a, uh, that that at that point too the atf considers that an assault rifle which that needs to be changed. We need to reform the ATF, change their classifications of things. Oh. And, I cut out a okay. No, we need to reform the ATF, change their classifications of things, and then allow it so and then ban assault rifles, like military style weaponry, like AR fifteens, AK forty sevens. But I don't think I don't think anyone needs a because the, the Second Amendment was written at a time where you could fire one bullet every, like, three minutes. <laughs> exactly. Like, I've, like yeah. I, I'm guilty of firing assault rifles. I do enjoy it. Like, I've fired well, an I mean, AK-47. It is I fun. understand it. I, I, I get, like, a lot of anxiety around guns. Oh, but yeah. it, it can I be a that. very, like, enjoyable activity. I understand that. Because I've, like, the most I've ever fired was an airsoft rifle. Very yeah, fun though. Super fun. I play airsoft for fun. Like I have an airsoft Glock that it's an actual Glock brand beside me because I don't know where to put it right now. I have a rifle under my bed and in, in my closet because I also don't know where to put those. They're in cases though. So it's like, if 
and I want I want to own guns too. Like I want, there's a shotgun I'm looking at at Shields that I really want. There's a pistol <laughs> I really want to grab, and I don't need a, a large amount though. Like there's these people who stockpile them. I have a friend where, um, I'll, I'll say why afterwards, but they have three AK-47s, a Russian sniper rifle, Mosin Nagant, a 50 caliber Beretta, um, or no Barrett 50 cal, not a Beretta, a Barrett. Fi- no, they also have an M16, um, and, or was it an M16? M4, either an M16 or M4A1, stuff like that. Granted, their grandfather passed away and they inherited a lot of their guns from him, yeah. who, he was a veteran of the Vietnam War. But, um, still, I, I don't understand why you need all those guns. We, in, my family, my parents never owned a gun. Never owned a gun until my grandpa passed away when we inherited all of his weapons and he was a he was a hunter so we have a 30 30 for deer hunting a few shotguns one was my uncle's one was my dad's one was my grandpa's my grandpa just kept them in his place because that's where we had the gun safe and we received his service pistol from the 60s because my grandpa was a captain in the army so we received his gun and I, I want to say that's about all we have. We don't need any more than that, though. I do hate to cut you off. Uh, can we take a short break so I can run oh. to the restroom? I'm about to wrap this up really quick, though. So if you want to say your piece and um, and go, that's fine with me. I was about to wrap it up anyway because we're hitting that oh, mark. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that's fine. I I just like I literally started dancing in my chair and I was like, <laughs> oh, oh I'm sorry. I you're fine. You're fine. No. Okay, I'll wrap it up then. Um, I we were pretty much done anyway. This was a great talk I had. Loved, I, yeah, loved catching up with the, um, you know, current events and all that stuff. You know, if you want to give yourself a shout out on Twitter or something, go ahead. Uh, I'd rather not because my Twitter's a little weird. But I mean, hey, if you ever hear if you ever hear me run for representative or senate or anything, and you you you've heard this podcast, vote for me, please. Yeah, you have um, my endorsement. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we we didn't really discuss our individual politics much, but we did it, it discuss um, the like going ons of, of the current world, and and I I definitely enjoy doing that, and we were very civil about it, which I also appreciate. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I try to be civil here, and you know, I want to try and do politics in you know the nicest way I possibly can. I don't want to sound like a liberal Alex Jones for an hour. <laughs> uh, it was great having you. Maybe maybe another time we can have you yeah, again. So I'd love to. Okay, so that has been the Politically Charged Podcast today. Go follow PC Host one on Twitter. That is my new Twitter. I'm going to be setting up a YouTube channel for this too. So you can pretty much find this anywhere. So Spotify, YouTube, hopefully iTunes soon. The first few episodes or first couple episodes are on SoundCloud, but that is temporary. So I hope... You all enjoyed, and thank you so much.